I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. SoCap, how are you doing tonight? Welcome to Social Capital Theater Upstage. Right now, it is Crazy Ants. Please welcome to stage your host, Mr. Jamie Dew. Hey. How's everybody doing tonight? Excellent. I'm pretty all right as well. My name is Jamie Dew. This is Crazy Eight, and we're really pleased to have you come out and join us here. I can see uh, very little uh, up here, but that's okay. I am like anxietyed, like up to here. I'm like a, an eight out on, on a scale of ten today. This is not good. I just came from group, and um, laughing like crazier is the graduate version of laughing like crazy. And uh, it's a peer support group where we get together and we um, try and make each other laugh or try and make each other cry. It's one of the two. One of the two things will happen tonight. And uh, tonight was a cry night for me. So um, I'm joking. It's not. It wasn't a cry night. It was a, it was a pretty much everything I do up here will be a joke. So it's okay to laugh. So, so there you go. Um, I asked my psychiatrist if I might be a sex addict because when I did renovations on my house, I put in a sex addict. I tried to patent the word pending. I'm still waiting. I am mentally ill, and the way my mental illness manifests itself is with a alarmingly negative self-talk. Virtually everything I do is subject to this self-talk. There is nothing that I can get away with or nothing that I can think that is not processed through the self-talk that is just brutal. Think think Gordon Ramsay without the knife skills. (laughs) I was listening to the radio... Uh, earlier, well, it was yesterday. It wasn't earlier today. We always, we always do that, right? Earlier today, I was doing this. But it was yesterday. And the song, this is really fresh here, so bear with me. Uh, the song Highway to the Danger Zone came on the radio. Highway to the Danger Zone. And I got to thinking, who's, who's, um, who are the taxpayers who are paying for the pothole you know, coverage on this Highway to the Danger Zone? Who are they? Do you need to wear a seatbelt on the Highway to the Danger Zone? Is there a speed limit on the highway to the danger zone? What does the off-ramp look like to the danger zone? Is it just a gravel road? I think it might be. I've been not doing this for a long time, but when I was doing this really regularly, uh, I actually quit my job. And I went with my sketch troupe to Los Angeles, California. And it was great. We loved it. Um, we got this beautiful, this beautiful home. Uh, it was a condominium. And it was wonderful. It, it had, a, it had a, a really modern kitchen uh, with stainless steel appliances. And um, in the backyard, we had a swimming pool. It's amazing. From my bedroom window... You squinted just the right way. You could see the Hollywood sign. And in, in the front, we had a banana tree. Until the monkeys came. <laughs> Let's bring your first comic up here tonight. Uh, big round of applause. We're really excited. This is your ace in the deck. Big round of applause 
for Anna Marie Stoik. a competition that's so good for my anxiety. <laughs> oh boy, I'm having a crazy day. <laughs> I went to a, a float spa for the first time, like literally just before this. That's why my hair is so gorgeous right now. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, float spas are so great. They're so relaxing. You feel one with the world or whatever. And I just had, like, so many panic attacks. <laughs> I constantly, like, go to sleep with, like, friends playing on reruns uh, and just, like, fill my brain with, like, noise so I don't have to think about life. That's really close. <laughs> uh, I, uh... Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you guys mentally ill? Yeah, woo! <laughs> Can I get a what, what? <laughs> sick, sick. Super fun, super fun times. We're just having a blast. Uh, I, uh, my uh, culture, I'm from, uh, uh, I was born in this uh, country that doesn't exist anymore. It was called uh, Yugoslavia. It was uh, discontinued. <laughs> Uh, and uh, culturally back home, like, there's this whole stigma around mental health stuff. Uh, so you can be as, like, fucked up as you want to be. Like, you can be the shittiest person doing, like, whatever the fuck you want. But, like, the second you start to get help, everyone's like, what the fuck? Why is Anna not, like, passing out? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how to make any of this funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what else? Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, anybody else on medication? Okay. <laughs> medication is the best. I love meds. They're really fun. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've also been to group. Group's really fun. You meet a bunch of, like, cool, hit people. Um, and then you get to see, like, how you're not as fucked up sometimes. <laughs> and then other times you're like, oh, no, I'm more fucked up. <laughs> Sick. Um, cool, 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 cool. Uh, what else? What else? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I came out to my therapist. I was like, oh, I'm gay. I was like, I think I'm gay. And he was like, what? But you sleep with so many guys. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm being slut shamed by my therapist. He's like, no, that's not true. I know how many condoms you've used this month. <laughs> um... Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, I, uh, man, anybody else trying to kill themselves? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, super cool, super cool, super cool girl right here. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like, uh, you know, this is a, this is a good idea, you know? Uh, but I just had like, uh, like, uh, like really dull scissors. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's not going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and then I spent the night in the hospital, which is super fun. Super fun, super fun. Uh, and I was like in this room and I was like, cool. I was like, I can't get out of here. And I was like, ah! I was like freaking out, but it turns out I could. I just didn't try the door. <laughs> um, what else? What else is fun about uh, pain? <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, my parents are still together. I really wish they weren't. Uh, <laughs> uh, I told my mom one time, I was like, hey, you know, you can leave dad and she was like no it's okay <laughs> she's like tired of, about life she's just like settling 
Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, anybody else have anxiety? Fun? What kind of, yeah, what's your, uh, what was the thing that makes you most anxious? Say it out loud. I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. What's the thing that makes me most anxious? Oh, okay, the, like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably just, like, my brain. My brain's pretty fun. Um, yeah. Um, okay, jokes. Cool. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I keep, like, going through my head, like, oh, what can I talk about? And then I'm like, no, nah, I don't, uh, that's, yeah, no. <sighs> Anybody else feeling really anxious right now? <laughs> I feel, like, so anxious. Ah! <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, what's your favorite, like, uh, scream? You guys want to, like, scream together? <laughs> Ready? Like on the count of three, we're gonna like okay, this is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna like scream at the same time and then uh we're gonna when I go like this, we're gonna stop and then we're gonna and we're gonna pretend that like all humanity and society like died and we're gonna rebuild the world with our voices with our sounds. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Sorry about that. This microphone thing not passing it off properly. My goodness. Anybody know the score of the baseball game right now? The Blue Jays are playing baseball. Baseball is almost back. And people ask me, um, why do you like baseball so much? You know the game? It's 5-3 for the Jays. Round of applause for the Blue Jays. Yeah. So people say, why do you like baseball so much? The game is so slow, and uh, the pace of play, you know? But I think there's not a lot better than being in the stands of a baseball park. The hot dog in one hand, cold beer in the other, looking at the fresh-cut green grass, the players leaping, making majestic ballet-like movements in the field. It's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And the periods in between play provide me with just the right amount of time to think about how I'm going to reinforce my shower curtain rod so that when I hang myself later tonight, it doesn't break again. One of my favorite ballpark foods when I'm feeling really low, when I'm really low down here, and I'm looking for some comfort food, it's chicken wings. I'll head down to the ballpark and I'll say, give me the hottest wings you got. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a little bit of wingistness out there because when you order the hottest wings... They charge you a little bit more. And in some places, what they've started to do is they've started to actually ask you to sign a waiver. Hey, listen, I'll sign your waiver for Suicide Wings if you can sign me a guarantee that it'll work.
there were people that thought I was delusional, so I started seeing a psychiatrist everywhere I go. My psychiatrist said that I might uh, that I might suffer from from delusion. That's the same joke. <laughs> it's different. Trust me, it's it's different, but it's the same. You know, like you shouldn't do it back to back. Is what I'm trying to say. I got a bunch more written down. I got a bunch more written down that I can get into, but I want to talk to you a little bit about gratitude. I want to talk to you, there's some podcasts that I've been listening to that are about gratitude. And I think they offer a lot of really great advice. They say what you should do is you should pretend that you are writing a letter to somebody that you really care about and admire, but actually write it to yourself, right? So you write it in the tone so that people think it's, you know, or so that you think it's, um, when you're writing it is what I'm trying to say. When you're writing this letter... You write it like very kind. You're very kind to yourself. You need to be very kind. And so I've been practicing with this, and I'll, I'll write the letters. And, you know, uh, I'm very gracious, and, and I, I, I practice being kind to myself, and I write these letters, and I put them in an envelope, and I seal them. The problem is, is I don't open mail from assholes like myself. <laughs> like, who would? Right? You know? That's what I'm trying to say. Is there anything worse than hyperbole? Should we keep the show going? Big round of applause. Yeah, let's bring up your next comic, Mike Payne. I didn't really think that one through, guys. <laughs> I'm already tired. <laughs> oh. I suffer from uh, anxiety and depression, and I'm a recovering addict. I have 10 years clean and sober. And I'm still a mess. I woke up this morning and I walked downstairs and as I passed a mirror, I scared the shit out of myself because I thought for a moment I was being robbed by fatter James Corden. And then I remembered that I lost my wife. No, I mean I lost her. I just couldn't find her. I'm walking around my apartment just going, Megan, her name's Megan. Megan, where are you? And she's like, I'm right here. And I lift up my stomach, and there she is, sitting on our couch. Knitting a sweater, you know? That's how I found out I'm fat as fuck from the waist up. You know, skinny legs. Like, I look like a paraplegic after the evangelical miracle. You know? Like, I wheeled my way in to a Southern Baptist church. Some dude went, and I walked my way out. <laughs> I'm looking at Michelle here. She actually went to high school with my little brother. It's funny, weird, small, small world. It's like we grew up on the Danforth or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I've been in therapy for like 10 years and uh, been working through all my old shit. And I realized I've been holding a grudge since I was eight fucking years old, guys. There was a shitty kid who used to go around my neighborhood in his goddamn big wheel. Do you guys remember big wheels? It's like a cheap plastic tricycle. Your ass is on the ground. It's got like Hot Wheels and Ninja Turtles and Shira, Princess of Power on the side. This piece of shit used to go around our neighborhood fucking taking pot shots at people's houses. Like just going around. Or for the millennials, brap, brap. I thought we were cool, though. 
because he'd never shot at my house. Until one day, I'm sitting on the front porch with my dad. He pulls up, parks in our driveway, takes careful aim right at me, and fires. I was so fucking pissed! I jumped up, and I started to charge him. And my dad reached out, and he grabbed me, and he goes, Sweetie, sweetie, simmer down. Remember your asthma. What, your dad's not gay as fuck? That shit came in handy. I got bullied a lot when I was a kid. You remember. (laughs) And it's like my dad would let them get that first punch in because he'd appear behind them like a fucking phantom out of nowhere. And his big man paw would come down on their shoulder and he'd lean in with his thick dick breath. And he'd say... You leave my boy alone, or I'll make daddy leave mommy. And that kid'd be like, what? He's like, oh, fuck your dad! Oh, fuck. Now, I bet you're wondering what the other half of the family beard looks like, right? My mom? She can be best described like an old world drink. Hey, barkeep, give me a scotch dyke and make it chubby. Now, this is the part of my act where half of you are cool and half of you think I'm a fucking homophobe. I don't blame you. But what you don't know is that I'm gay. Culturally. Like, I have two moms and two dads. We are where we came from. Like, I'm first-generation heterosexual. (laughs) And this is the part where you're like, what the fuck? How does that even work? Did, you, did your parents find a sperm donor and make a plan? No, man. I was conceived anally. Not really. I mean, I was immaculately conceived. I am the gay Jesus. I, I am Jesus to the gays like Jesus was Jesus to the Jews. You know? We're just trying to find a different way. Like, I like front bums. You know? I'm looking at Michelle. This is the best. <laughs> oh. I mean, sometimes I think about um, what it might be like to, to come out. Because, I mean, then I'd be joining the flock. Things might be a little easier. But I remember it might not be so good for the world. Not because I'd be gay. Gay people are fucking great. I love a lot of them. Not all. You know, there's assholes everywhere. But, I mean, I would be second generation And therefore, a gay lord. I would rule over you with an iron fist. My royal garb would be comprised of two young little people strewn around me like a human diaper. You know, head down, legs up, that's how we do. What? That's what my midget friend said to call them. Oh, wow. This is a PC crowd. I love it. This is great. Anyway, the guy in the front would be like Smeagol from the Lord of the Rings, just searching for his precious... And the guy in the back, do you guys remember Street Fighter 2? Yeah? You remember that? Fucking Blanca from Street Fighter 2. Green guy, red hair, from Brazil. The fuck was with that? <laughs> you get your girlfriend to play as him. Because all he had to do, or all she had to do was sit there and fucking button mash and button mash and he'd erupt on screen with electricity like... <laughs> well, that's the guy in the back. Anyway, I'm sure you guys can tell I'm a little mentally ill. (laughs) So put your hands together for your host. My name is Mike Payne. I am number two. One more time for Mike Payne. Number two in your deck. Let's just keep this show going. Yes! Oh, that sounded very, that sounded very, yes, no more of you. Let's bring up your next comic, your number three. Let's bring up Amar Singh. Hey, everybody. I, uh, I'm not allowed to do mushrooms anymore. That's one of the constituents, I think, that maybe we all have. But the last I did them, it was, it was a real wild time, man, because I was, I was with these two friends, and one of the friends, he kept, like, deking out that he was gay. You know, like he'd be like, I'm gay. We'd be like, okay, good for you, man. He'd be like, just kidding. And then walk further into the woods, you know, 
It was very weird. We're like, you can tell us if you're gay. He's like, I'm not gay, but what if I was? And then just continue walking into the woods. We're like, you just tell us if you're gay, man. Like, just be honest with us, you know? It was really weird. Anyway, then we fucked him in the woods. Turns out we were all gay, you know? That's the moral of that story. That's what that means. Huh? Good. Okay, whatever. Good time. All right. I, uh, did anyone want to turn off that, uh, that grammar correction thing on Microsoft Word? Because uh, writing the suicide note is starting to get awkward, huh? Huh? We having a good time? Huh? Okay, yeah. Man, I, cause I'm, I'm depressed, but I'm never more depressed than when I typed in, I don't want to live in no fucked up world like this into my computer. My computer's like, dude, that's a double negative. I'm like, double negative? It's a suicide note. It's all negative, man. You know, this is, it's just a bad time all around. I tried to get a job at the suicide hotline a few years ago because I wanted that employee discount, you know? It's like, I want to kill myself, but it's expensive, you know, have that kind of money just laying around. Weird job interview. They're like, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, probably dead, you know? It's a fun time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm better now, I think. Things are okay. I don't want to kill myself all the time. I'm, like, vaguely stable. But when I wasn't, I never called the suicide hotline because I was so worried that I'd, like, get the guy on, like, a bad day, you know? Then I'd just be like, look, man, I just... I don't know why I wake up in the morning anymore. I feel like no one loves me and no one gives a shit about me. And the people that do, maybe they're just lying. Like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. And the guy's like, yeah, it sounds like you got it all figured out and just hangs up, you know? Like, oh, jeez, you know? People have bad days at work. Maybe he's having one too, you know? I don't need that. It's a lot to deal with. I think, uh, I think maybe one of the reasons that I'm not like, a, like an aggressive person is the depression. I think that's the one good side of it. Like, like, I, like, I don't catcall anybody. I think it's part of the depression. You can't, like, catcall people when you're depressed. It doesn't really work, you know? You can't be like, hey, girl, your eyes are like pools. I want to drown in them. Also, I just want to generally drown, you know? <laughs> hey, girl, you know, if we were together, I would still feel alone. <laughs> like, just <laughs> so sad. <laughs> hey, honey, nice ass. Could you kill me? I don't have the courage, you know? Just, <laughs> just so sad and so horny. I think that's maybe just what I am. Internally, you know, that's that's all I got going on. I I know I'm I'm in therapy right now, and it's hard. It's it's weird. I I think I think you should be able to be allowed to be drunk at therapy. I think that would make it a lot better. Cause what's therapy, right? You're going to a strange person you don't really know. You're being way too honest with them, way too quickly. That's what I do every Saturday night, man. You know, catch me at your local club talking to a fly girl, telling her that I don't trust my family. You know, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing on Saturday nights. Because I'm, I'm not exactly forthcoming with my therapist right now as it is, you know. Like I'll go in there and she's like, oh, you said you've been feeling like low recently. I'm like, yeah, lawn mojitos. Dun, 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 dun. And I walk out and she's like, you're not being honest with me. We have to talk about this stuff, you know. I, I, yeah, I just think it would be a bit better that way. I don't know. Uh, when I was eight years old, I, I loved dragons, man. Couldn't get enough of dragons, you know. Like, you show me a dragon at eight years old, you're going to see a young boy have his first orgasm. That's what's happening right there, you know? Wild time. You show me a dragon at eight years old, you can just kidnap me. I don't care, man. I love it. I'm having a great time, you know? Cut to me now, 22. I don't give a shit about dragons, man. Fuck a dragon, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you show me a real dragon right now, a real live dragon, like there's one outside, be like, I'm trying to like drink and kiss girls. I don't have time for this nonsense. You know, I have priorities. I have shit to do. Show me some babes. That's what I would say to this person who has a dragon. I don't know. But, so, uh, over, t- over time, I've gotten less into dragons. We can cha- chart that graphically, right? Whilst, during the same time period, my life has gotten much worse. You guys ever notice that? 8 to 22, things are just kind of downhill. 8, you, like, wake up, and you're like, ah, you know, I think my teacher was, like, weird with me today, and I didn't do my homework. I'm just having one of those days. And you wake up at 22, and you're like, fuck, I'm, hey, I'm one, of those, one of those entire lives, you know? Like, it's, it's all just like that. So as I've gotten less into dragons, my life has gotten uh, patently worse. The only way to fix everything is to get it back into dragons, guys. That's the move, you know? And some of my friends are like, Amr, maybe instead of uh, using this haphazard plan to fix your life, you should maybe go to more therapy and attend all the sessions instead of skipping some. Uh, maybe you should, you should get a job and, like, set some goals. You know what's easier than all of that? Dragon tattoo on my face. Way easier than setting goals and fixing everything. It's much, much more helpful. One thing I, I, I hate, uh, that when people find out they're depressed, they'll, they'll tell you, they'll be like, oh, you know, well, well, somebody has it worse, you know? Like, there's kids in Africa, like you're sad, there's kids in Africa, they don't have food to eat, they don't have water to drink, they're dying over there in Africa. And I'm always like, thanks for telling me that. I feel so much better now. Like, I, now I'm, I'm, oh, I'm overflowing with joy. That's like how a psychopath would cheer themselves up. We're like, I'm having a bad day, but at least there's still pain in the world, you know? 
Uh, that's all from me, guys. Make some noise for Jamie. Hey, what a show. <laughs> Let's use three in the deck. Let us Amar sing. My pages are folded over. Oh my gosh. Got a musical number for you here. Ready? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Clever slogan or cry for help? Let's bring up your last comic before the intermission. Let's bring up Braden Lynch. All right. Thank you. Keep it going for Jamie and David in the back. I look like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Except I haven't lost weight from AIDS yet. I think I'm at the wrong fundraiser. No, I do suffer from depression and anxiety. And when Maria was up, she said, you know, what makes you most anxious? And I was sitting there. I'm like, I get really anxious before I go on stage all the time. I'm like, I have got a shit. I have got a shit. I have got to go to shit. I go to the bathroom and I can't shit. It's weird. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait till after, right? All jokes aside, I get the most anxious after a night of drinking. Ironic, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Right? It sucks the next day. I'm like, fuck, what did I do? I got to delete all my Snapchat stories. Be like, oh, you're such an idiot, right? <laughs> Give it up for the loose lips longer, though, right? <laughs> I'm more of a fan of tight lips. <laughs> no, it's... Talking about, like, uh, like suicide and stuff. I, the other day, I was late for work. Because this guy had, you know, done it on the track. And so I'm late and I'm sitting there and everybody's like all like upset. And like, they're like, oh, we're, we're late. And I'm just like, I'm fucking jealous. This little fucker, man. Like, everybody would love to do it. And, you know, the thing is, I'm like, I started thinking, I'm like, but did he pay the token to get in? Like, you know, or did he save? Like, you imagine the, like, the confidence he had just walking in there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jealous. My job sucks, though. I'm a telemarketer. <laughs> and I basically get told, like, people, I call people and they basically say, I'm not interested, and they hang up on me, right? Um, <laughs> but I call people, like, from Saskatchewan, because I'm from Saskatchewan, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. I call him back home. And I called one the other day. I'm like, hi, can I speak to the person in charge of your Visa and MasterCard merchant account? He's like, we don't fucking have one, you loser. <laughs> hung up on me. And <laughs> after he hung up on me, I'm like, I'm not a loser. I'm a comedian. <laughs> like, that made it, like, better. Like, I'm still a fucking loser, I know, right? But I am seeing a therapist, and I have a tough time, like, opening up to some stranger, right, and telling them intimate things about my life, right? Like, oh, I hate my job. I'm an alcoholic. I lost my virginity to my aunt. Out of all the nephews, I was her favorite. <laughs> One day she pissed me off, so I burned her to death with my magnifying glass. I'm in a disagreement with my therapist, so I told him I think I'm spending too much time by myself. I'm getting lonely. And he's like, well, you should be productive with your alone time. Set goals and like be reflective. And I'm like, man, my alone time is not productive. I binge eat junk food. I drink way too much alcohol, and I end up fucking a grapefruit in the shower. There's nothing productive about getting citric acid out of your piss hole. It takes at least 15 minutes. But it will clear up any stray chlamydia kicking around down there. <laughs> Tell you that much. <laughs> I'm getting old, though. And my body's, like, starting to prank, prank myself. The other day, I pissed my pants after I went to the bathroom. Ironic, right? Doesn't matter if I shake the thing three times or 30 times. I still end up pissing like a shot glass full into my underwear when I sit down. Like, I think I got, like, a leaky valve or something, you know? Like, when you go into a bathroom and the sink's, like, running. I think that's my valve. It's just leaky, right? I know it's not chlamydia because I fuck grapefruits, right? I mean... <laughs> what else do I want to tell you guys? Oh, I'm getting old. It's kind of depressing. I'm coming up on 30 this year, and I'm, like, starting to think about my future. 
And I'm like realizing when I get to be like 55, 60 years old, I'm going to need a pill of Viagra every day just so I can have sex or jack off, right? I'm going to need thousands of pills. There's no way I can afford it all then if I'm going to retire. So proactive thinking, I went and I got a prescription now and I'm trying to buy like 30 a month. It's my VPP, my Viagra pension plan. <laughs> I, uh, I wish I could go back to like fifth grade when you're like a kid and your teacher's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Write it in one page. And everyone's like, I want to be an astronaut. And I just want to like stump her fucking mind and just be like depressed, alcoholic, <laughs> trying to do comedy in front of a crowd of people, <laughs> fucking grapefruits all the time. <laughs> I don't know. My, uh, my, my girlfriend and I, we've been trying to conceive but we've been unsuccessful. So she asked me to go to the fertility clinic, and it really took a load out of me. <laughs> well, they told me, they said my sperm was black. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's white and clear. They said, no, I can't swim. <laughs> yeah. So when I went back, I went back to Saskatchewan for the holidays, and I went hunting with my dad. And the, uh, the best part about it was I finally cashed in my inheritance. <laughs> People say where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> where there was a will, my dad was in the way. <laughs> I don't have a lot in common with my dad, though. He's got a small dick, and I have an even smaller dick. <laughs> I know because my mom made us measure. It was the weirdest threesome of my fucking life. <laughs> Thank you. I've been Brayden Lynch. Number four, Brayden Lynch. Let's bring the lights up and let's take five minutes and go take advantage of five dollar, five dollar hopscola vistas downstairs and meet you back up here in five minutes for your next four comics. Right now, taking the stage is last month's winner. He is defending the sash. Give it up for your number five comic. This is number five. Give it up for Jacob Bolshin! Yeah, how was our intermission, everybody? How the fuck was it? Guys, keep giving up for Jamie. This is amazing. This is good. Yeah, what a fucking great job this guy is doing. And that lady who screamed like she just got murdered, that was amazing. Give it up for her. Give it up for yourselves. You didn't win, but you deserved it, each and every one of you. I love you, all of you. You in particular. What's your name? Johnny. I fucking love you, Johnny. Love your white little polo. You're fucking cool as shit. This is your crew? You crewed up? Fuck yeah, I like it. <laughs> I, uh, you guys do drugs? Yeah, just one person. The rest of you guys are cool squares. I like it. Johnny knows what's up. Doesn't do drugs. Cool guy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I found weed when I was really... Uh, I found weed in the third grade for the first time. And I didn't know what it was. I like found my dad's weed. So I called him at work to ask him. And he lied to me and told me what I found was just a product from his work. And I believed him until like a few months went past. One day a police officer came into my school to teach us what drugs are. And the first thing he did was he took out a big bag of weed. And he was like, can anyone in this class... Tell me what this stuff is called. And I looked around the room, and I was the only hand up. And he called on me, and I was like, Officer, I'm not too sure what that stuff is called, but I know my dad sells it for a living. So, uh... <laughs> narked out my dad. You guys virgins? We all virgins in the house? Yeah, we're all virgins here. We're saving it for God. We know what's up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to fuck God. Uh, <laughs> that's how that works, right? <laughs> I, uh, 
I'm a virgin, and I was hooking up with this girl recently, and we were making out, and like 30 seconds into making out, she turned around and started screaming at me to eat out her asshole, which is skipping a lot of steps, (laughs) and I didn't know what to do. I was like scared, so I just took my mouth, and I put it on her butt, and then I just gave her one of these. And I just accused her of farting and left, so. (laughs) Where I'm at sexually. (laughs) I didn't lose my virginity until I was 24 years old. That's the truth. I didn't lose it until I was 24 years old. Wow, 24? I think 24 is the worst age you can lose your virginity at. Because that's my current age. That's, uh... Not good. Not good. Ah, someone fuck me. Um, <laughs> no. You guys, uh, I, uh, you guys, when I was a kid, I used to come on my carpet. <laughs> Just me. Okay. Um, I didn't know cum stain. You guys know that? Cum stains? I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I came on my carpet so many times, it got so stained and crunchy. Every time I took a step, it just sounded like I was breaking drywall. Just like, <laughs> just bags of leaves in autumn. Just dry Captain Crunch, dry Captain Crunch. That's what it... My sister went away one summer, and I came all over her carpet. That is where we're drawing the line tonight. Okay, uh... <laughs> No more coming on my sister's carpet jokes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've been in one fight in my whole life. When I was 15 years old, this is true, a man broke into my house and beat the shit out of me, just kicked my ass, and I had to go to a police station later that day to talk to a police officer to tell him what happened, and the officer came to talk to me, and he was like, Jacob, just so you know, that man who broke into your house, the reason he broke into your house is because he's a pedophile, and he wanted to steal your little sister's underwear. I remember looking back at that officer and saying, officer, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And he was like, Jacob, if you think that's disgusting, you should see how much cum we found on your sister's carpet. It is. Ooh, it's covered. We think this man broke in hundreds, if not thousands of times. He is a monster. <laughs> Think I'll win? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I uh, I was on uh, I was on the subway recently, and this homeless guy came up to me, and he asked me for the shirt I was wearing, which is like a weird request. And I looked down, and the shirt I was wearing was like a hockey jersey. So I took off the jersey I was wearing, and I handed it over to the homeless man. And he took the jersey, and he hoisted it up, and just started showing it off to everyone on the subway. So to everyone on the subway, it just looked like I had drafted a homeless person. Last round, right before Finch Station, just I stole a homeless person. That's, I uh, one more. I uh, when I was a kid, I used to go to school with this girl, and her name was Nagar, which is like Nagar is not like a good name to have in high school. We had to stop taking morning attendance. That's how bad of a name that is. And she was like Nagar was this like sweet shy girl and like she would never speak this girl would never say a word never heard this girl fucking talk until one day we had a substitute teacher come into class and she picked up the attendance and she got like halfway through and she reached Nagar's name and she skipped it right to the next name on the list. Next name on the list was Nicole. Nicole wasn't expecting this at all, so there's just a long pause of silence in the room. And from the back of the class came this voice none of us had ever heard before. And it just went, say it. Say my fucking name. All right, guys, I've been Jacob. Please vote for me or my mom dies. Like she's never
One more time for Jacob. Number five. I'm going to flip some pages here. Because I've got some news written down here. I've got two pieces of news that I want to share with you. The first piece of news that I want to share with you is from the financial pages. And it's that the Canadian dollar was down again today. And I just want to say to the Canadian dollar, are you even trying? You know, put on a sweater. Take a walk. You know, have you been to the gym? What are you doing with your life? You haven't worked in three years. Just get after it. The other piece of news that I read, which was equally absurd, was that um, they have actually found some DNA markers. They have actually found DNA markers uh, that represent um, anxiety and depression in, in human beings. And this is really exciting. Uh, I was really excited reading this. But the doctors in the article, they said, well, it wasn't really that big a deal because all they had to do was look uh, in one of the chromosomes and one of the genes was like hiding under its bed in a fetal position and the other one was listening to Tom Waits in, in gargling Drano. So, you know, not such, a, not such a big deal. Oh, boy. I've got some other stuff written down here. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid the uh, written down stuff for now. And we're going to bring up your next comic. Big round of applause. Come on. This is number six. This is Melanie Dowling. Hello, hello. Oh, my goodness. Isn't this exciting? I'm excited to be here. I'm actually in a really good mood today. I don't know if that's allowed here, but I don't give a fuck. I'm a rebel. <laughs> Hey, all depressed people, look at me. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I, I have like I have had a little like extra peppy in my steppy lately because the sun is out. Did anyone get outside in the sun today? Yeah. Give it up for the sun. I, um, it's, it is an exciting time of year for me because during the winter, I do suffer from seasonal affective disorder. It's sad. Uh, you, you don't, uh, don't worry. It's not a call and response thing. You don't have to be like, how seasonally affected are you? But um, people sometimes do have questions. Uh, someone asked me like, well, how does it feel? Like, how does it feel? I think it's different for everyone. But for me... I feel like I want to hurt myself, but not so that I, like, die or anything. Just so that people feel weird inviting me places. <laughs> I just, that's the goal. <laughs> I just want to get a lot of awkwardly worded emails like, we'd love to have you, but we understand if you're not feeling up for it. Han, Han, she's not actually going to come, is she? No? Just get the one bag of bits and bites? Because I will eat a whole bag of bits and bites. I will. I don't like to leave the house, but if I do, I'm eating the bits and bites. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, but I don't understand. Okay, we'd love to have you, but we understand if you're not feeling up for it. Why? Why do we reserve that for the emotionally and physically like vulnerable, fragile people in our lives? That's just considerate. We'd love to have you. We understand if you're not feeling up for it. Why do I have to bathe next to a toaster to get that kind of consideration? Right? Don't worry about the whole toaster thing. It's a cry for help. It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in. just makes the water all crummy. It's just unpleasant. Um, but uh, so... I was telling this to my friend, and she was like, oh, well, it sounds like you just need a hobby, like something to do with your hands. Like, why don't you get a Rubik's Cube? And I was like, oh, my God, sounds like a great idea. I'll just fiddle my way out of bed in the morning. <laughs> That's going to work out great. But then I thought about it, and I was like, okay, what if I spend all winter getting really good at Rubik's Cube, like really good at Rubik's Cube, get to meet Will Smith? That's 
is that not what happens when you get really good at Rubik's Cube? I was just like, oh, I'd be hard-pressed to find a case of the Mondays if I got to try on the real men in black sunglasses, was my way of thinking there. But uh, maybe I need to do some more research on, uh, on that whole thing. Um, but yeah, so okay, now summer's coming, and uh, I'm not... That doesn't, that's, that doesn't go so well for me either. Um, I, I know that I seem like I would be fun in the summer, like I'm kind of like cute and spunky, but I don't have youthful vigor. I, I have friends that have that, and they're always like jumping off of things, wearing board shorts. It's exhausting. <laughs> I'm the one in the corner like, sit down. Why can't you dance nice? I heard there was going to be potato salad at this function. When do we roll that out? <laughs> I, uh, I just don't, like, a lot of, I like summer in theory, but a lot of summer fun activities just don't really work for me. Like, I think bikes are cumbersome, okay? Carnival rides make me, like, I'm either going to cry or throw up, or I, I cry because I'm throwing up. And um, I'm allergic to camping. And it's just, it's a really hard time of year for me because... My father was killed by a rogue frisbee. And people think they're so clever. They're just like, mm, isn't that the ultimate way to die? It's insensitive. But, um, I, think, I think that my idea of a good time is going to line up with my friend's idea of a good time when we're all in our twilight years. Like, close to death is when we're all going to be on the same page. Because, like, I want, I want, I want, I want to lie in the summer. I want to lie in proximity to a pool, fully clothed, in a shawl made out of tea towels. And then... I just want to make pleasant conversation with my friends. Like, does anyone have a blanket? The sun just went behind a baby cloud and my joints can't take the chill. Huh. Heard it's going to rain later. Well, my begonias will be miffed, but my shrubs are thirsty. (laughs) Huh. How long till God says no more, right? That's going to be relaxing. That's fun little conversation. I, uh, I do feel like a bit of a spoil sport at time with my friends. So I, uh, I, I made up a character that's kind of been like guiding me through. And uh, I'll leave you with this because it's real fun. You can try it out. This is uh, a character I invented named Depressed Carol Channing. Yeah, uh, it's super relatable because she's a 97-year-old song and dance woman who rose to fame in the late 1940s. And uh, it's been going over really well at young people artisanal sex parties. Um, So if you want to do a really good depressed Carol Channing, you just have to make a lateral lisp and say anything sad. Like, I just chased a bottle of Xanax with a bottle of vodka. It's depressed Carol Channing. Or you can take her on a vacation. You could go to Jolly Old England, pip pip, press Carol Channing, and she might be like, I tried to ride the double-decker bus, but the top was full. She was just like a regular bus, underneath a cooler bus. That's a depressio chan chan chan. Huh? All right, I'll leave you with one more from Depressed Carol Channing. Um, Summer's upon us. You could take her to the carnival, and she might be like, I went to a guess your age booth and they guessed dead. I had to Wikipedia to see if it were true. God, have you forgotten about me? As a depressed Kajani. Yes. All right. Have a super night, everyone. Six! Number six! That is number six. I don't want to confuse people. That is number six. That is Melanie Darling. Big round of applause. All right, I see people. I, I hope someday we can get like to the point where everyone can have like a machine, like in those like uh, uh, America's Funniest Home videos, and we can watch, you know, I can, I begin watching you pushing buttons and stuff like that. So that would be so much cooler. Cards for now, though. That's that's what we'll stick with. Cards for now. Uh, we're gonna bring up your next comic. It is Will Christensen. Hey. 
The energy in this room is like everyone just finished masturbating like two minutes ago. <laughs> just like, we don't want to hear comedy. We just want to lie back. <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm Will. I'm what they call a save the marriage baby. <laughs> Anyone here save the marriage baby? Anyone here save their marriage with a baby? <laughs> cool. Yeah, you can't save a marriage with a baby. They're underqualified. <laughs> How'd that conversation go? My dad just came home from work, just, honey, our marriage is saved. I've got us this great marriage counselor. He's 10 minutes old. He can't talk. He's really cute. She's like, what's his rate? And he's like, it's all of our money till we both die. <laughs> it's going to work a miracle. I did not work a miracle. I didn't save that marriage. Uh, I don't think it's my fault, though. Like, you need a master's degree to become a marriage counselor, right? babies, they barely know how to shit themselves. Like, they know it happens, yeah, but they don't really know why. To be frank, they don't have a lot of time to figure out the mechanics of the situation. They have a marriage to save, okay? <laughs> Gotta stay on task. Yeah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> to try an Anna Maria's shtick. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I got bullied a lot as a kid. Uh, I got bullied a lot as a kid, uh, but I was also like a really naive kid, so I just didn't know what was happening. <laughs> like, I thought everyone was laughing with me. <laughs> no. Uh, people would just say horrible shit to me all the time, and I'd brush it off because I thought I was like in on it. I remember I was hanging out with this guy who I thought was my best friend, and he turned to me mid-conversation. He's just like, can you just like go away? Like, no one likes you. What are you doing here? And it was just like, Classic. <laughs> <laughs> the old bully Will Christensen trick never gets old. And he's like, it's not a joke. You're a fucking loser. And I'm just like, yeah, that's me. I'm a fucking loser. Ah. And then they didn't talk to me for months. Um, you guys ever see someone taking the stairs one step at a time? And you're just like, get a job. <laughs> what are you doing? This is city life, okay? You're not taking it three steps at a time. You don't really want it. The only people who take the stairs one step at a time are homeless people or people who are on their way to kill themselves. <laughs> I, uh, I have a job. I teach people how to use the stairs to my own personal satisfaction. I get them going three at a time, five at a time, nine at a time. Everyone else says I'm just pushing people down the stairs. <laughs> okay, but I'm the professional, right? I know what I'm doing. Right, I'm going to bring it down a bit. Boo. Cool. Uh, so, uh, like, I tr try to be positive, try to be happy. People like to say, Will, you're so positive. And I like to say, fuck you. <laughs> How dare you compartmentalize me? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm feeling, like, happier each day. I used to be not doing good. That's why I'm on stage right now. Uh, <laughs> I used to be very, very depressed. And one day, I decided I was going to kill myself. Uh, it was a big day, <laughs> right off the top. I took the subway all the way to Sherburne Station, so that kind of shows you where my mind was at. Uh, like, walking out of the subway station, taking the stairs one step at a time. as <laughs> uh, a callback. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that. I've been up here a while. <laughs> but yeah, I went to the, like, that, that walking bridge that's like over the DVP. And I was, I was standing there for a bit just watching the traffic go by. And I was like kind of building up the courage to jump. And then right as I was about to, this couple walked up onto the bridge. And they looked to be about like third date. Uh, so I didn't want to ruin that, you know? <laughs> like no one's getting laid after that. Like back at his place later, he's just like, Ugh. and she's like, we saw someone die. Like we, I'm traumatized. Like this is not happening. Uh, so yeah, I didn't want to ruin their day, so I was just like, oh, whoa. like I just wanted to get a better look at the cars. Cool, <laughs> we got it. Then I took off and I started walking down Sherburn. Um, you know, I had a big day. Still wanted to get it done. You know, I was trying to figure out ways to to go about it. And I was walking along and I came into this like big crowd of people, and they were all like freaking out. Everyone was terrified, uh, and I, I was trying to figure out what was going on. This is all true. Uh, I was trying to figure out what was going on, and then I looked up. And I saw a guy sitting on a building getting ready to kill himself. <laughs> completely stealing my thunder, okay? I had a big day, and he just, he stole it all away from me. Uh, 
Yeah, I felt like really out of place in the crowd too. Like everyone was like shouting all these really encouraging things. They're just like, don't jump. Like, we all love you. I'm just there like, how'd you get access to the stairs? <laughs> There's a padlock. Like, I don't know. Uh, that's all I'm going to do. Thanks so much. I've been Will Christensen. Well, now one more time for Will Christensen. That's your number seven. We're going to round it up right now. We're going to bring up your number eight, Sebastian Fazio. Keep it going for everyone we saw so far on the show today. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to start with a little uh, confession. I'm going to open strong. Uh, I'm 23 years old. I'm still a virgin. And uh, people make fun of me for it. Uh, so to make it seem like a choice, I'm always like, oh, I'm just waiting for that special girl. My friends are like, what are you looking for in that girl, Sebastian? I'm like, consent. <laughs> <I've> been... <laughs> Hashtag time's up. I've been telling that joke for three years now, and it gets sadder every year. I think you can see, like, a tear <laughs> fall down my eye. <laughs> you guys are going to come back next year, same joke. Oh, my God, is he going to kill himself out of this? Uh, no, but I'm not smooth with women at all. That's the problem. Like, I was at a bar racking up a tab, drinking all night with this girl I met there. I got her, hey, want anything for last call? She's like, surprise me. I said, okay, tonight's on you. No, I put my name in a Game of Thrones name generator to get a scary name of the characters in the show, and I got Sebastian the Virgin Fazio. I sound like the only person who can't make winter come. I came close to having uh, sex with a girl once, uh, right before, but I had to break up with her, because right before we first had sex, she confessed she was only 15 years old. Disgusting. She totally flipped out. She's like, Sebastian, you piece of shit. I was in love with you. What would you be without me? I'm like, not guilty. <laughs> the person in the front was like nodding right throughout that whole setup. And then as soon as I said 15, she's like, ew. <laughs> Dude, I'm out. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, actually, uh, I lost my virginity recently. Uh, but I'm horrible at sex, I found out. I, had, uh, I slept with a girl on a rooftop. I asked her how it was. She jumped off. So I was doing a show once. A woman walked out during my set. Going, ugh, I'm tired of straight white men doing comedy. And I'm glad someone finally said it. Uh, you know that I'm straight. <laughs> I was uh, bullied a lot uh, growing up as a kid, uh, obviously. Uh, like every day on the school playground, I hear the same thing from the same person. Like, Sebastian, we hate you at the school. You're a loser. Go home and kill yourself. I'm like, you can't talk to me like that. You're my guidance counselor. <laughs> now, some good news. I just finished uh, my first book. Uh, people usually applaud at that, guys. Oh, my God. Thank you. So unprompted. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, guys, please. Uh, no, but my parents read it. They said uh, they thought it would have been more powerful if the main character did not survive at the end. It's an autobiography. No, but I usually get shit on by people. Like, I uh, took my dog in for a haircut, told the groomer to give him Sebastian Fazio. She neutered him. <laughs> no, I, have a, I have a girlfriend now, uh, though, but we never have sex. She calls her vagina the World Cup, because uh, as an Italian, I'm not good enough to get in. Because Italy didn't make the World Cup. Right? You get it? That's comedy. <laughs> no, I have to call my dick justice because uh, I'm always taking it in my own hands. This is embarrassing. I accidentally sent a dick pic uh, to the wrong person. 
You see, funny story. Uh, my girlfriend and my sister have uh, similar names on my phone. And I accidentally, guys, sent it to my girlfriend. <laughs> so if you didn't get it, my penis was meant for my sister. That is the grossest sentence I've ever said. I just realized that right now. <laughs> you guys are going to go home and be like, what the fuck was that with his dick and his sister? Oh, my God. This guy's a psycho. <laughs> no, but uh, my cousin, I'll tell you a bit about my family. My cousin, he's a depressed rapper. His stage name is Little Reason to Live. <laughs> Comedy. Uh, no, I found out uh, my absentee dad online this year. Found out he became a public school teacher which is great news for me, because uh, now I'm not the only kid he failed. <laughs> you guys can laugh. He's not here. <laughs> he never is. <laughs> no, my mom's not much better. As a kid, she snuck me into a strip club. Uh, she said to make a man out of me. Horrible mom. Even worse dancer. <laughs> Joseph, uh, I'm in a social anxiety support group. I've been at it for over a year, but I don't think it's working. We're still on introductions. Because we're so socially awkward. Just, just checking. Just checking in make sure you got it. No, I met my dad's new girlfriend. I did not like her at all. I'm like, Dad, what does she have that Mom doesn't? He's like abortions. Any uh, Game of Thrones fans in the house? Guys, if you haven't seen it, I just finished it. If you haven't seen it, you'll not guess who died at the end. My dog from Neglect. Okay, that joke is funny. (laughs) All right, I'll do a couple more, and then I'll I'll go. Uh, No, my dad, though, he has uh, custody of a stripper's kid. Uh, He said it was too easy, like taking a baby from candy. No, I brought up Game of Thrones. I was actually watching Game of Thrones... uh, because my cousin is having a Game of Thrones-themed wedding because he's marrying his sister. All right, Mr. Magic Magic, let's bring back up your host, Jamie Donovan! One more time for number eight, Sebastian Fazio! A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can find out more by visiting www.ashowofstrength.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review A Show of Strength at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tweet me at A Show of Strength or send me an email at A Show of Strength at iCloud.com.